and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Misunderstanding, really, Recovery Podcast. Today we have a lot crowd. We have Scotty and Brian, and Brian's just listening in, so it's going to be a a conversation between me and Scotty, it looks like, unless someone pops in late. So we'll see what comes of this. We're talking about the 23rd verse of the Tao Te Ching. For any announcements, go to buddyc.org. Lots of good stuff there, resources. Any of the books that we mention, we have for sale there under resources in the bookstore, I believe. Anything we don't have there, I'm sure you can find on Amazon. So we're talking about the 23rd verse of the Tao Te Ching. Scotty, you want to read one for us today, sir? I do. I have the Jonathan Starr translation right here. Speak little, hold to your own nature. A strong wind does not blow all morning. Cloudburst does not last all day. The wind and rain are from heaven and earth, and even though even these do not last long, how much less so the efforts of man. One who lives in accordance with the truth becomes the embodiment of doubt. His actions become those of nature, his ways those of heaven. It is through such a one that heaven rejoices, that earth rejoices, that all of life rejoices. Huh. All of life. All of it. Speak little. Man. I'm talking and I can't stop. I've noticed that before. (laughs) Notice me doing that or you? (laughs) A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. Let me read the Stephen Mitchell and see what we can do some talking on these. See what they say to us, what they speak to us. Express yourself completely, then keep quiet. Be like the forces of nature. When it blows, there is only wind. When it rains, there's only rain. When the clouds pass, the sun shines through. If you open yourself to the Tao, you are at one with the Tao and you can be and you can embody it completely. If you open yourself to insight, you're at one with insight and you can use it completely. If you open yourself to loss, you are at one with loss and you can accept it completely. Open yourself to the Tao, then trust your natural responses. And everything will fall into place. This sounds like something we were talking about earlier, doesn't it? They also they also rhyme a little bit, don't they? I'll, I'll read one more here. I think this is the MacDonald translation. Nature uses few words. When the gale blows, it will not last long. When it rains hard, it lasts but a little while. What causes these to happen? Heaven and earth. Why do we humans go on endlessly about little when nature does much in a little time? If you open yourself to the Tao, you and Tao become one. If you open yourself to virtue, then you can become virtuous. If you open yourself to loss, then you will become lost. If you open yourself to the Tao, the Tao will eagerly welcome you. If you open yourself to virtue, will become a part of you. If you open yourself to loss, the lost are glad to see you. When you do not trust, people will become untrustworthy. Huh. 
I was thinking about that opening, first of all, that first stanza there. I like the way that Mitchell put it. makes more sense to me to express myself completely and then be quiet. I've been told that when I'm making an amend to someone, don't rattle on and on. Make it and just stop. I learned in negotiating a long time ago, after the negotiation's over, ask, is that the best you can do? And just be quiet <laughs> and see how they respond. I'm amazed at the times that they come back with something better. If I can keep my mouth shut and just sit there. And it seems, too, that in that first stanza, be like the forces of nature. If we're doing something, just do that. Like, be where our feet are. If it rains, it's just going to rain for a while. But it is raining. So if you're, you know, be with what you're doing and then stop when it's time to stop. That kind of thing. What about in that second stanza, if we... If we said opening ourselves up to the moment instead of the Tao, would that work? You are at one with the moment and you can embody the moment completely. What do you think? I think if I'm closed to the moment, that I'm preoccupied with something else. I'm ruminating and focusing on something that I'm afraid of losing or not getting, planning for the worst. Or hoping for the best, one of those two usually. So if I can open myself to the moment as it is, like you said, if it's raining, it's not going to last forever, but it is raining. So I should be prepared for rain. I should have my rain boots on. I should have my umbrella. I should have the tools that are necessary in that moment. I shouldn't, if it's snowing and icy, then I shouldn't be in my shorts wishing that it was summer. Embodying the moment means just being completely at one with it. Whatever's going on around me, that's where I am. That's what I'm doing, how I'm acting. His actions become those of nature, his ways those of heaven. Open yourself to insight. MacDonald, he he, uh, interprets that as virtue, insight and virtue. Virtue for Guy Fu Fang, too. Success for Ron Hogan. In virtue, the Tao Te Ching, the T-E is virtue. So this would be a open yourself to compassion really would be the same. Or love if you wanted to use the big word. The big, the big four-letter word. Right? Yeah, the heavy hitter. I guess if you're going to, well, where does virtue, compassion, and love all come from? I guess it becomes from, comes from insight. Yeah. From being in that moment. It seems like insight is like clearing yourself of whatever's preoccupied, getting rid of whatever's blocking me to those virtues, compassion, love, all that stuff, humility. Being helpful. It's interesting, though, the the way it's framed, we we open up, we become one with it, and then we embody it completely is the way Mitchell goes through that. And we embody the Tao completely with virtue, compassion, love. We become one with it. Then we can use it completely. And then when he says, open yourself to loss, you become one with loss and you can accept it completely. Why would you need to accept loss completely? It looks like you'd want to 
avoid loss, but that's where our peace comes from, I think, is from the acceptance of that. If I'm avoiding loss, then I'm, again, avoiding that moment, pretending yes. like something didn't happen. It doesn't exist. Right. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. And for me, it's a, accepting it completely, but a lot of times for me, it's bit by bit. And that I can't accept the whole thing, but I can accept a little chunk of it. And I think that comes back to if you go back a little bit to opening myself to it. If I just tell myself, you know what, I'm not, I can't accept this whole damn thing, but I'm willing to be open to accepting it. And that's going to kick the door open for me a little bit. Being willing to be being virtuous will allow me to be virtuous. And being open to virtue will allow me to be virtuous. It starts with the willingness. It's like page 552 in the big book when we talk about resentments, right? That we, I'll just read that. Because I think that process may be the opening up process. It's page 552, and this is known as the resentment page in the fourth edition of the big book. If you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. That's opening up. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health or prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. It has nothing to do with what we believe. It's just the action, right? Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and to want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, that virtue, understanding and love. Maybe that's the opening up process or could be using that. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever when I have a fucking load of complaints. <laughs> even if you don't need it, even if you. It doesn't matter what you believe or feel. Just take the action. Be open to it happening and yes. take an action to make it happen. It doesn't say to think really hard about being better. It says to pray for what they want. Pray for something good for them. Yeah. yeah. I have a sponsee who's Jewish and right now all the Palestine Jewish conflicts going on and he called me he says i have homicidal thoughts one of the bridges near where he lived they spray painted all kinds of stuff on the anti-semitic it's crazy he said i'll go kill some people i want to stop this and he said, this is just evil how, how do you not resent evil so i sat with it a few minutes and i suggested to him i said Maybe there's no such thing as evil. I said, have you ever considered it just could be fear? No, I said, okay. A couple of days went by. <laughs> uh, I told him, I said, I want you to pray for the Palestinians. Pick one and pray for them. I can't do that. that that's just, I can't. I said, okay. A couple of days went by. He called me back. He said, it's helping. It's helping. I said, good. He says, I do. I am starting to see it as fear. I said, yeah, and it's one person at a time. It's like cancer. You don't eradicate cancer by, you do that one person at a time. And this fear is contagious. There's a movie that talked about it. Uh, 
was it a pop a pop calyptic there's indians in the in south america and Mel Apocalypto, Gibson. is it called yeah that's it and one of the tribes gotten fearful and the other tribe i think it was the chief talking to his son said you don't need to hang around with them the fear they have is contagious and i thought about that when i was talking to him about and he referenced the movie too and i was like man it's just fear can you pick out one person there that you can pray for maybe just pray the will of god for them one hamas soldier that you can pray for and he's working on it but that's what this is that's the opening up process we can't open up all at once no it's bit by bit and it's interesting too when i first started this wall i thought that when i had an issue i prayed and god helped me with the issue i was still doing the majority of the work and then god to do that little bit i couldn't do i do my best and god does the rest kind of thing and it's interesting here that we open up to whatever's going on that we surrender to like we learn that whatever our issue is, if, if I'm having a problem with alcohol, I surrender to the alcohol. I don't ask God to help me overcome the alcohol. There's no surrender in that. There's no surrender in God making me stronger. It's like Paul said, the weaker I get, the stronger I become. My strength is in my weakness. Maybe that's the opening up process, the surrender process. If you open yourself to loss, you're at one with the loss and you can accept it completely. Like you said, it, it doesn't say open yourself to loss and you will gain the ability to overcome it. No. To be better than it or to have it erased from your memory. Like that's what I tried to do with booze was to pretend like it wasn't real. Work harder, do better, right? Yeah. Double down. And Change the, the facts to fit my own narrative. Accepting it comes from becoming open. See it as it really is. And it's interesting, the difference. You're doing the same thing. You're opening yourself up. You become one. And then there's a result. When you open yourself to the Tao, you embody it completely. Open yourself to virtue and you use it. Do we Star, use it? Sorry. Star says what you're saying here. One who lives in accordance with the truth becomes the embodiment of Tao. And his actions become those of nature. His ways those of heaven. If I align myself with those uh, virtues, my actions can be virtuous. I can use it. That that resentment quote from 552, we're using virtue. We're using compassion. So we can put it to use in our life. And it's interesting with a negative when we open to it, become one with it, we can accept it. We know that acceptance is the answer to our problems. I get peace when I accept things, not when things go good or they're fixed. My peace comes when I accept it. That's been my experience. Yeah, that's good. Sure, if, my, if I can find peace in that acceptance, then I'm not waiting for this situation, person, place, or thing to change to my advantage. So if I can't accept some loss that's happened and something comes along to fix that loss. Say I lost a bunch of money and then I found a bunch of money on the ground. So my loss is then counterbalanced. 
I didn't, I never learned to accept that loss. So now every time I lose something, I'm going to walk around and try to find money laying on the ground. I, I've, I never learned to accept it. And that's what I did in drinking. When something wasn't right, I drank enough to have it perceive change my belief pattern to think that it was something different. Acceptance came from altering the facts, finding something different to fix whatever my problem was. What I'm learning here with this stuff is that if I can accept it exactly the way it is, I don't need to seek anything else to find acceptance. It's right there. Scotty, it doesn't only say accept it. It says accept it completely. Embody it, even. Be at one with it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. There's a Dow story. One of the immortals was at a market selling something, and he got cheated. A guy stole something from him, and they said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm not going to do anything. And he goes back home and is working in his his land, his little farm, and he hits upon something, and it's a jar of gold that he finds on his farm. He just buries it again. <laughs> yeah, he just he wasn't hung up on what he had. Those stories, who knows if they're true or not. But it illustrates what we're talking about. Is that he it wasn't the and the loss could be anything. There's all kinds of loss. Of course we've got death that's a loss, but there's other things that die too. Jobs and cars and relationships and there's lots of loss not to mention perceived losses yeah shots to my ego i've been that's still lighted yeah of course. that's still a loss yeah imagined or real right yeah yep if, it's, if it exists in my head then it's definitely real <laughs> yeah and, yep. and it's with mitchell that very last phrase i think is how to do it too Open yourself up to the Tao, then trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. So we don't have to, we were talking earlier about contrivance in another meeting, that scheming, planning, trying to fix something that, that excessive effort. Just trust your natural responses. I open up, for me, I open up by doing what was on 552. I find a way to get some sort of helpfulness or compassion into the situation. It doesn't have to be anything big. That's how I, that seems to be how I open up. That contrivance, sorry, that contrivance speaks to that first line too. Speak little yeah. and hold to your own nature. Um, yes. It reminds me of being a kid. If you got nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. You know, how many times did I make some kind of snarky remark to somebody? My mom cracking me in the back of the head. Hey, you got nothing nice to say. Keep your mouth shut. Um, it speaks to contrivance. If I've, those words don't have to be coming out of my mouth to be living inside my head. I'm planning. I'm scheming, trying to figure out a way to get around this, whatever it is, obstacle, loss. But holding to my nature suggests that I should silence those voices. Whether they're external, whether they're coming out of my mouth or they're inside my head, they're not going to do me or anybody else any good. Sitting in silence, waiting for the next right action to come about. And that reminds me too, Scotty, that we are not the thoughts that we have. Thank God. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank God. I had to remind myself of that 
last night I was had some crazy thought and I'm like, Oh wait a minute, buddy. That's not you. Yeah. And it also speaks to that phrase we hear in meetings a lot, this too shall pass. Because it's not only going to change, it's changing the entire time. And we don't see it. There's constant change going on. Change is the only constant. Yes. And it's not that it ever stops. No. It's ongoing, like a continual wave that never reaches shore. Of course, we attach ourselves to things as if they are permanent, as if they're everlasting, whether it's a relationship or the house you live in. Being able to become aware of that, that I don't really possess anything, allows me to sit in that moment and to appreciate everything as if it is a gift, temporary gift, but a gift no less. And there was a devotion I read this morning that said that we open that gift by giving it away. Yeah. If we're opening ourselves up to whatever's going on, how can we believe that we're the uh, source of whatever the solution would be? All we're doing is opening ourselves up and doing the next natural next right thing if we want to say it that way i think my natural response is compassion in some form if everything's good and i don't want to go out and kill people i don't want to do bad things that's not my nature to want to it seems my nature when pressure's off is loving kindness if i've been able through the steps to remove the surrender to the fears that bound me that were a big part of the reason I drank. Your return to sanity is holding to my own nature. That ground level, like inner self, that true self, same as for me. I think that's ultimately not only what I want to do, but it's also what I know can help me is by helping somebody else. Well, but that doesn't mean that's constant in me. I certainly have moments of fear, weakness, anger, doubt. Yes. Did either of your children come out of the womb angry and hitting and fearful? Mine did not. They were both screaming. Yeah, but <laughs> once they settled down... Where the you know? hell am I? Who are these people? Stop yeah. poking me. But they wanted to be loved. They wanted to be held. Now, one of my kids, they were opposites. One smiled all the time, and one never smiled. And when they were little, before they started being conditioned, before they learned to smile is the way it's phrased, they just wanted to be held and loved is all they wanted. They didn't come out biting and screaming. Now, they were biting later. One of them was, but they weren't in the beginning. That was a response to behavior. And my daughter, she would, before she could climb up on the couch, I guess she was, what, three, two, two and a half, just walking. I heard this. I called it the war cry because when I heard it, she was trying to bite somebody. And my son, a couple of years older, would have her head out here, and she would be like a like a zombie. She was doing her back, <laughs> trying to bite him. Walking dead. Oh, she was just, she was vicious. But she didn't start, she wasn't like that when she was born. She was responding to him antagonizing her. 
Yeah. She grew into that role. Yeah. The Walking yeah. Dead. Yeah. Or, me, it it makes me think that our, na- our nature is to be comfortable and that our it's like my brain's primary focus or primary function is to seek comfort. So if I'm cold and I'm an infant, I'm going to cry. If I'm hungry, I'm going to cry. And when I get those things, I'm comfortable. And now as a... <laughs> an addict in recovery my seeking for comfort sometimes goes to places that aren't just because i'm hungry angry lonely or tired you know there's other shit that i can find to complain about but ultimately when i'm comfortable i'm quiet so i wonder if i could do that the other way if i could find comfort from being quiet what we realize, Scotty, is that those things that we pursue outwardly thinking they're going to make us comfortable aren't what makes us comfortable. And this verse even says it. The only negative it mentions, it doesn't talk about making things better. It talks about accepting it completely. Yeah, that's where our peace is. It seems like when I'm troubled with something, I find it to be something that's unnatural or doesn't fit into my agenda. It's something that's not the way that I think it should be. But right here in the first verse, it says, the wind and rain are from heaven and earth. (laughs) No matter what's happening, it's, it's still the natural course of events. I'm the one that thinks that they're bullshit, that they should be different, and that they don't last long. That's why this is the Tao Te Ching the path, the book of the path of virtue. This is a virtue path. It's not a yin-yang path. It's not a, you know, all of those things. It's a virtue path. That's what we find in recovery. We're told in recovery, we must help another drunk if we want to stay sober. That's virtue at work. That's opening ourselves up to God, love, whatever you think this path is, and surrendering. That opening up is the surrender the way I see it. Then we become one with whatever it is. And once we do that is total surrender. Then we just, we just trust our natural responses. Then everything falls into place. Seeking the relief I found from alcoholism in all other aspects of my life, continuous surrender over and over surrender to this surrender to that. It reminds me of the very end of, 165 where it says you trudge the road of happy destiny it's not like i surrendered to alcohol and then i'm done it's over continuing this process of uncovering discarding whatever it is finding more things to surrender to find more peace in my life i think that's ultimately my goal here is peace happiness and joy comes as a side effect from that freedom which brings the peace for me which ultimately is acceptance. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Any, anything to add to that, Scotty? Or I don't know. It says to speak little, and I think I've already spoken too much. Man, <laughs> I should learn that one. Yeah. Me rambling. Too. Okay. Then we'll cut it. No, not that short, actually. We had a good conversation. Thank you. We did. Thank it was you. fun. It was good. Hope to see you guys next week. Thank you. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. 
These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.